Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Welcome into the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast, the official podcast of the Knoxville Ice Bears. I'm Joel Silverberg. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or on Spotify. We appreciate you hanging with us as we continue to go through the early portions of the SPHL season. Again, if you're listening, wherever you're listening, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. Leave a five-star rating and review. Tell a hockey fan you know about the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. And again, the podcast is brought to you each and every week by Field Pass Hockey, the largest team of credentialed riders and photographers in minor league hockey. They've covered the last four ECHL All-Star Classics, and they've given fan coverage of every league championship win since they launched in March of 2014. If you're away from your computer, the Field Pass Hockey app is available for download in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Again, that's fieldpasshockey.com. If you want to stay up to date with all the latest news in the SPHL, the ECHL, And the AHL. A lot of fun to be had as we get going on the podcast. You're going to hear from Ice Bears forward J.B. Baker coming up later in the podcast. Some funny stories from over the weekend as the Ice Bears were getting ready for their first road game of the season against Birmingham. Of course, we'll talk to head coach Jeff Carr recapping the win against the Bulls and also looking ahead to a two-game weekend. The first two-game weekend of the season for Knoxville. They'll host Roanoke on Saturday night for Wiener Dog Races at 7.30, and then Sunday at 3 o'clock is Trunk or Treat. It'll be a Sunday afternoon game as they get ready to take on the Huntsville Havoc. But again, all that coming up and more on the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast brought to you by Field Pass Hockey. So a fun game on Friday night after Knoxville got the season opening win the week before against Macon. The Ice Bears went on the road to take on Birmingham, which Struggled in its opening loss against the Huntsville Havoc, but showed some improvement in an overtime loss to Pensacola. We're trying to get that first win of the season. And Austin Lotz, who spent some time banged up last year, really stood on his head for the Bulls. Had a fantastic night in net, only gave up one goal throughout the first 59 minutes of hockey. And then Knoxville was able to get the equalizer after trailing 2-1 to for most of the third period to tie the game at two with six seconds remaining. Andrew McLean snuck into the left circle. Stefan Brucato found him from the slot, and McLean was able to sneak the puck under lots to tie the game and force overtime. That came after David Nippert of Birmingham had speared a Knoxville skater. It led to a five-minute major and a game misconduct, so Knoxville with the extended power play took advantage, scored just in time, and then took that power play into the first three and a half minutes of the overtime period. And then at the 216 mark, it was Andrew Ballant who signed a PTO with Knoxville earlier in the offseason, got an ECHL tryout with Kalamazoo, was released from that tryout, and then joined Knoxville last week. So he did not play in the season opener, but a lot of offense when he was at Adrian College, a, a very strong Division three program up in Michigan, it was a, a very high-octane offensive player, was among the league leaders in his conference in scoring in the two seasons that he was there after he transferred from Michigan Tech. And he comes up with the big overtime winner from the slot in overtime to give Knoxville the 3-2 to 
overtime win. So the Ice Bears 2-0 after a pair of games so far this season. They return home for two more coming up for Halloween weekend. Birmingham, meanwhile, followed up the loss to Knoxville with another overtime loss to Evansville. So Birmingham 0-1-3. They've been competitive in most of these games, just haven't gotten that elusive first win yet. So now Knoxville, having played two games on the season, they are 2-0, which as of right now has them sitting in fifth place. Again, only a handful of teams have played more than two games, but Huntsville's 3-0 on the season with six points. Evansville is 3-1 with six points. Quad City, 2-1-1 for five points. Fayetteville, Knoxville, and Peoria have all played two games each. They're all 2-0 for four points. Pensacola's 1-1-1. Birmingham is 0-1-3, as we just mentioned. Vermilion County did get to begin their season. They lost over the weekend, so they are 0-1 on the year. Roanoke is 0-2. That's Knoxville's next opponent. Macon is 0-3 to start the year. So Vermilion County getting their first game underway on Saturday on the road at Quad City. Of course, they had their first two games of the season postponed due to poor ice conditions. They were supposed to play the Peoria Rivermans. They played Quad City on Saturday, losing by a score of three to two. So the Knoxville Ice Bears getting ready for the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs, who did not play last season. The Rail Yard Dogs are 0-2 after a 2-0 loss to Fayetteville over the weekend. And then Huntsville, 3-0 to start the year. They've looked strong, really had to rally. You think the Knoxville game was exciting. Well, on Friday night against Pensacola, Huntsville was down with just seconds remaining. They scored with four seconds left to tie the game against Pensacola and then won in overtime and then beat Pensacola again by the same score, 4-3 to on Saturday. So could be some good hockey coming up this weekend. Again, Wiener Dog Race Night on Saturday night at 7.30 at the Coliseum, one of the best traditions that we have for the Knoxville Ice Bears. So be sure to come on by and check that out. You can register your dog or get your tickets by going to KnoxvilleIceBears.com. You can always call the office during office hours at 525-7825. I thought that Austin Lotz played really well for Birmingham, and it looked like he was going to steal a game. The Ice Bears for the second game in the row heavily outshot the opponent. Also, not quite the results on the power play that Jeff Carr would have been hoping for. He said in the pregame interview he wasn't happy how his team didn't score on the power play against Macon. They were one for their first eight before that five-minute major that led to two power play goals. So Knoxville technically finishes three for nine on the man advantage against the Bulls, which, of course, you'll take that percentage for sure, but it looked really frustrating at times. There were a couple of power plays where Knoxville wasn't sustaining possession in the offensive zone. And then at other times, it was a matter of Knoxville playing incredibly well and just not getting the look. So you'll hear Jeff's thoughts on that coming up in the next segment, but... Really just a a big win for Knoxville. And and again, a happy birthday shout out to equipment manager Ryan Perrin, who got to celebrate his birthday with the win on Friday night. So a great way for Ryan to spend the birthday. Again, his first road trip with the Ice Bears as he continues in his first season with the organization. So a lot of fun to be had. Appreciate everybody watching and listening on SPHLTV.com and MixLR.com slash Knoxville Ice Bears. I'm Joel Silverberg. We'll have more with the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast coming up next, presented by Field Pass Hockey. 
Welcome back to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey, fieldpasshockey.com and their mobile app, which is available on the App Store and on Google Play. They have a dedicated team of writers, contributors, photographers to get you all the information you need about all things minor league hockey, whether you're following the Ice Bears, the SPHL, the ECHL, the AHL, anything you need is right there on fieldpasshockey.com. Very pleased now to be joined by Ice Bears head coach Jeff Carr. Jeff, Two games in, but a, a really wild finish to the game on Friday night in Birmingham. Yeah, and we didn't think it was going to be wild the way we played. We had nine power plays. We ended up scoring on three, but um, I thought we played a really, really good road game, and I'm pretty critical of our team with kind of everything that we can in the early part to get better, but I was very pleased with a lot of things we did in that game, and Austin Lott stood on his head the entire game. I think it was halfway through the third or seven minutes left, and we were out shooting him 36-13, to 13 and we're down 2-1. to one. So it was nice to come out with the win in that game, and um, it was huge for Bricado to get that puck over to Kleiner and just kind of bought time and waited out literally almost to the last second, and I think six seconds, as you said, left to tie it up, and then Andrew Ballant scoring the game winner off of a wall battle one. So it was, it was good to get those two points, that's for sure. Obviously a lot of credit to... Austin Lotz, who had a great night in net for Birmingham, but what things are you being critical of with your team when you're in that situation, out shooting an opponent and still down 2-1 to one through most of the game? The critical part for us was the, the net vision. All these shots that happened, I thought we did a good job instilling a net front presence that we worked on at, towards the end of the week. But then when shots were actually coming, we were getting out of those lanes. We were trying to sit on the half walls or the um, the side, excuse me, of the back door. And just, just that little bit of timing, I thought, allowed him to see pucks. And as you, you alluded to, he's so good with those pucks and rebounds or kicking them out to corners or stopping them. Um, and the other thing is our team, we were getting a little bit emotional, not about you know being down a goal, but I think with guys that were so irrelevant on the other team that weren't playing a ton, or guys that weren't going to be a factor in the game and all of our attention turned to them and getting frustrated and chirping and all the stuff that goes on but then that's you can't stay focused on what our task is at hand and once we we reset that in the third period we did it and i i thought we executed it well it was frustrating i'm sure for for a while on the power play started one of your first eight then you get the five minute major with the spearing penalty late in the game what, what happened on that sequence I, I don't know if the cameras caught it but what happened on the sequence leading up to the five minute major i didn't see it live but we we located a few guys Duncan and Nippert and Tallinn on their team that you know are going to probably be factors in the, getting the crowd going and trying to bait us into stuff and I, from what I understood Pricey said he got tangled up with uh, David Nippert down there in the corner and um, I guess ultimately he was trying to Jason was was trying to get his uh, leg kind of removed after the whistle and he had a spear. I don't think it was that hard of a spear, but I think it was the motion of it, and the linesman saw it and came in and called the five minutes, and uh, it helped us a ton because I don't, I don't know if we score that game-tying goal without a power play there, and then obviously we get the extra attacker as it's a major into overtime. Then that last sequence, Birmingham tries to pin the puck up against the wall with about 13 seconds left, so you've got to make a move there quickly. Obviously, the pass from Brucato to McLean was really important, but the, the sequence just to get the puck out of the wall, out of the corner, was really important for you all as well. Well, it's interesting. Since I've started coaching, I have never told a guy to pin a puck unless it's under three seconds. I, I absolutely hate pinning a puck, so I felt like with... With how tired we were in the ice, I think if, if he clears it, there's no way we keep that puck in or off the boards. Um, and they could have iced it because they had the power play, right? So I think from that, we, we lucked out. And again, another 
you know, it kind of reminded me of the Birmingham game um, on Legends Night three years ago when we threw it out front and Cuthrow buries that puck from below the goal line of guys just attacking. And I don't know if you saw on camera, but Bricado batted that puck out of midair. It was uh, about eight inches off the ice and then made a skilled play and the same thing with Coiner. So it, w- it was just huge that he didn't clear it and we're lucked out that, uh, that it came on probably our best playmaker stick. You emphasized the power play before the game. You did get three power play goals. Two of them came on that major. But overall, how did you feel about the execution of your power play through the first eight opportunities that you had on Friday? Pretty good because we, we when I say pretty good, we had two posts as well as long with the three goals. So that's a possibility of five goals and on one night of power plays. And it's not just getting those power plays but earning those power plays is what i like to see um you know as far as execution and and how we move in it i thought we moved around i thought our zone time our entries were good um our net front can can definitely get better i think they were squeezing our bumper and we tried for him too much you know and and it's on me too to to see that and make that adjustment where i think if we could have just collapsed in and sat as as almost like statues around their box and then just one quick seam pass ends instead. I think we were too spread out and then we'd move the puck in. They were just getting bottled up. So overall, I liked where we're at and we're just gonna continue to improve this week. Obviously you want to keep that coach mindset of trying to accept the good, but also learn from the bad in, in any sort of game. But when it's a crazy ending like that, you score with six seconds left, you win in overtime. What's the excitement like for you as a coach being on the bench? I was more excited listening to your goal call on the bus after I replayed it like five times because you're yelling and screaming and you're the only Ice Bear fan there getting getting dirty looks there we love that so no I mean it's just like anything it's fun it's you know it's it's invigorating to score a goal when guys are working hard and Kleiner gets hit early in the first I know you had a call on that where it could have been knee on knee maybe it was I think it was clean but you know we had a Charlie horse you're not sure he comes back we had another Matthews comes back from an injury and you know we go on the road and get our two points so it was yeah it was exciting now, how are you wanting to approach this week of practice? It's your first two-game weekend where you've got Rono coming up on Saturday and then Huntsville Sunday afternoon. We want to continue to focus on neutral zone and offensive zone. We don't touch anything on D zone. You know how I feel about our penalty kill. We practice it 15 minutes one time the whole year. We don't practice it ever again. We put it on the players. We have not given up a de- defensive zone goal yet this year. They've been on two two kind of fumbles at the blue line by a D and a line rush. So we're going to do the con- continue the same thing where we're focused on neutral zone, our face offsets, and offensive zone, and then we'll touch on power play a little bit closer to game time on Wednesday through Friday. You mentioned two of those goals, odd sequences, Jason Price at home against Macon, then Cody Rogers on the road against Birmingham. Does that just come with it being that, that time of the year where it's still kind of warm? And the, is it Does it have to do with the ice when you've got defensemen falling at the blue line like that that lead to odd man rushes the other way? Uh, I don't think a ton. The The first one maybe because it was 70 as a low that whole week and 85, 90 that week leading up. And there was some ice stuff, but in a couple guys were falling. But I, I don't think. I think Rogers just had a, a tough go at it. It got caught up in his feet, and you're in no man's land where do you move your feet out and have poise and get it, or do you kind of panic and just try to squirm around and look? It's It reminded me just like a catcher with a, a baseball, and he's kind of looking around frantically and not knowing, but you know it's just it is what it is so I don't think it's weather related I think just those two guys had a a bad go and a bad moment um they learned from it they got better answered the bell from that and then the other one was just a bad line rush again so 
through two games, what have you learned the most about your team? We're resilient. We're we're a team of guys that everyone wants wants truly the identity of we'll fight on our terms. We got guys that'll back each other up. There's never been a scrum. There's never been anything that you don't see us not being physical and. Um, again, I, I know you know this. We probably could have 12 or 15 goals so far this year. Um, we don't because goalies are that good in this year, but we'll have to find a way to maybe capitalize a little more um, on that. But I just I love the identity that we've started to have already with the culture of guys. It's just when you come to the rink and you can operate and it's it's drama-free and it's guys are, are men and they want to kind of work for a common goal, it's a total different locker room and one thing seeps in and then this guy needs this. It's Guys are trying to get better every single day and it makes it uh, fun and rewarding to come to the rink. Good or bad, has anything surprised you about your team so far? Yeah, I mean, guys that I think that needed to get in a little better shape are starting to get in better hockey shape quick. They've, they realize their timeline's short if they're not. And I also think that guys, you know, are willing to kind of bend and mold to find a role versus just I have to have half wall or I have to have power play time or I have to play a certain spot. And anytime you have that um, group of guys that as a coaching staff, it makes you want to put guys in the right spot since they're so willing to, to kind of bend and mold for the team. Coach, appreciate the time as always to have a good week of practice and we'll talk to you again before you take on Roanoke on Saturday. Sounds good. Thanks. Again, Jeff Carr, head coach of the Knoxville Ice Bears. We'll be back with more of the Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. Welcome back to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey, fieldpasshockey.com. Keep in mind, they've got a great team of writers, contributors, photographers, whether you want to know about the SPHL, the ECHL, the AHL, they cover all things minor league hockey. Download the mobile app on the App Store or on Google Play. Again, fieldpasshockey.com. Joined now by Ice Bears forward J.B. Baker. And J.B., we, we, we got to tell this story from, from Birmingham on Friday. I, I asked you for an interview, and uh, it was about 4.45 in the afternoon. Uh, you, you had a meeting at 5.30, but you were convinced that the meeting meeting time had been changed to 4.45. Is that right? No, no. I originally thought the meeting was at 5, because that's what it said on the sheet, and uh, I was hurrying to use the restroom, so I uh, told a little white lie so I could uh, get some time. <laughs> so you lied to get out of an interview? Uh, you could say that. I was just trying to be polite. <laughs> Why didn't you just tell me that you had to go to the bathroom, though? I was in a, in a rush. <laughs> All right, so I'm done giving you a hard time. So uh, for for Friday, though, what was it like being in that sort of atmosphere? You're on the road, down for most of the game. Goalie's having a great night. You guys get a game-time goal with six seconds left. What was the bench like when that happened? Uh, it was great. I mean, I thought we played hard all night, um, and it just speaks to our team that we're able to, you know, not give up and play till that last whistle and get a goal right at the end. It was big. What was the locker room like after the game when you guys get the overtime winner? Um, it was you know, uh, pretty relaxed, but also at the same time pumped up. Uh, I think a lot of us were pretty tired after battling hard like that. So, um, yeah, just a good overall feeling. You guys were having some fun on the bus, playing cards on the way back to Knoxville, but coming out of the locker room, kind of noticing everybody file out, getting ready for the bus, everybody's pretty calm, collected. It seems like you guys are aware, like, hey, this is a great overtime win, but we've got a long season ahead of us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it's good to celebrate a win obviously and especially some something like that but we also know it's only one win uh, one more win I should say and we got a, a big journey ahead of us this week you were in Knoxville for a short time a couple seasons back how, how does it feel to be back with the Ice Bears and back in the organization um, it feels amazing um, so I only got to play one game before COVID and everything started and then uh, 
you know, I thought my career was over and to have, you know, coach call me and say that he was still interested was something really special and just an opportunity I uh, couldn't turn down. So it feels great to be back and just playing hockey again. Why did you think your career was over? Uh, just because, like, uh, it had been a year that I, I was off from hockey and I just, you know, didn't expect to hear from anyone ever again. So uh, it was pretty cool to, you know, get a coach from, or a call from coach. <laughs> How have you felt physically so far going through camp in a couple of games now? Uh, it feels good. I mean, you know, minor bumps and bruises, but everyone's got that, you know, first couple games, but it feels great. Was it a tough transition to get back into hockey shape? Were you trying to stay in hockey shape during the year off? What, what was that kind of like for you from a conditioning standpoint? Um, you know, I the last couple months, like when I finally signed, I really took it upon myself to, you know, train and bag myself pretty much every day so I could prepare for this. So um, I, I can't say I stayed in the best hockey shape right off the start, but um, when I signed, I really stepped into it. Do you feel like you're at your top shape now, or do you still feel like you have a little ways to go? I still feel I have a little ways to go, but I mean, I've, it's my second game in probably like two years, so just trying to get used to it again and just making sure I get, I can give everything that I can. You've been having fun so far? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good time here. <laughs> what did you think about... Uh, First off, just the opening night, the atmosphere. For, for so many people, it had been a long time since they'd been able to play in front of a crowd like that. So what was opening light, night like for you? Um, it was amazing. Uh, to finally get to experience a home crowd was something really special, especially, you know, celebrating 20 years and things like that. Um, it was a great atmosphere. And also just to be able to play in a game again because it had been two years for me. So uh, it felt really good. <laughs> now, three games in an Ice Bears uniform. So, so the fans haven't gotten... A ton of time to get to know you so tell us a little bit about JB off the ice. Um, off the ice yeah I'm just uh, I'm a sports fan um, I'm a Pittsburgh fan true true and true uh, you know Pirates uh, Penguins Steelers but also just a sports fan in general I like uh, you know pretty much every sport basketball football baseball hockey um, yeah I mean there's not much to me. <laughs> Did you play any other sports besides hockey growing up? Uh, yeah, so I played baseball for a little bit, and then I'm from Maryland, and so uh, being from Maryland, you kind of have to play lacrosse at some point in your life. <laughs> so played a little bit in high school and then kind of just stuck to hockey. Are there any similarities, would you say, between the two sports? Um, the conditioning aspect, I'd say, but also I love the hitting in lacrosse. Like You could hit pretty much anyone if the ball was around them. So. I like that aspect of it. Is there a lot of crossover, a lot of kids playing lacrosse and hockey, or is that kind of rare? Oh, no, it's uh, pretty common, actually. Um, a lot of my friends growing up were lacrosse players as well, and at some point we all had to make the decision, either lacrosse or hockey, and I think all of us made the right choice of sticking with hockey. <laughs> what what kind of led you to make that decision for yourself? Um, just the program that I was with, they pretty much didn't have time for a two-sport athlete and it was towards a point in my career where like I had to decide in high school because it was either do I want to go somewhere for hockey or do I want to try to go at lacrosse and I was way better at hockey. Now that you've had a couple of games this season under your belt is there any aspect of your game that you're wanting to progress in as the season keeps going? Yeah absolutely I think I could uh, control the puck a little bit more um, you know not panic with it when I have it and just kind of make a little bit more plays. All right, JB, and anything else that the fans should know about you? We know you're a sports fan. Is there anything else? What, what are some of your hobbies in your free time? Um, just hanging out with friends, the team, trying to get to know everyone, um, you know, 
that's pretty much it. I, I'm a pretty team-oriented guy, and so you know, getting to hang out with everyone is uh, something special because it's those relationships that stick and uh, will last forever. You know. So you guys are playing mafia on the way back, right? Was yeah, anybody yeah. sleeping on the ride back from Birmingham? Uh, there was a few guys sleeping, but there weren't many. Um, <laughs> that was a new game for all of us. Uh, Timo, um, you know, showed everyone the game and explained it really well. So uh, it was a lot of fun, and I think it's a game that's going to stick around on the bus. So, so how good are you at it already? Like, did anybody pick it up faster than anybody else? Um, I mean, there were some guys that kind of knew what was going on. Uh, I didn't really have a role in all three games that I played, which was a little unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. <laughs> all right, well, JB, appreciate the time. Best of luck moving forward the rest of the season, and we'll talk to you again on Saturday. Yeah, thanks. Really appreciate head coach Jeff Carr and forward J.B. Baker for joining me on this week's edition of the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Again, as always, presented by Field Pass Hockey. Extensive coverage of the SPHL with writers and photographers in over half the league's markets. Fans will be able to listen to live hockey games from every minor pro hockey league this season on the Field Pass Hockey app. Nine teams in total airing games on the platform, including the Knoxville Ice Bears. So the Field Pass Hockey app available on the App Store and on Google Play. That's how you can keep up with your favorite hockey team. Whether you're wanting to follow the Ice Bears, whether you're wanting to keep up with some of the former players that are in the ECHL right now, even the AHL, Field Pass Hockey covers all three leagues. So you have everything that you need in one place on the Field Pass Hockey app and online at fieldpasshockey.com. The Ice Bears getting ready for the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs on Saturday night, then the Huntsville Havoc on Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. So Saturday night at 7.30, Sunday afternoon at 3. We hope that you'll join us at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. Again, if you can't be there in person, be sure to tune in to sphltv.com or mixlr.com slash Knoxville Ice Bears. We certainly hope that you'll join us for the game and enjoy yourself as the Ice Bears take on a couple of different opponents this upcoming weekend. I'm Joel Silverberg. Thank you again for listening. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Tell an Ice Bears fan you know about the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast, the official podcast of the Knoxville Ice Bears.